Arkansas. This is Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It is July 27th of 2022. I don't know uh, what's happened today, but I realized as I got into my truck, uh, one of the things you don't want to feel is your back hit the seats, like your bare back. So I'm trying to figure out if my shirt got smaller or if I just got taller. Oh, I hate that too. <laughs> Isn't that a mm. horrible feeling? Yeah. And you're like, why is my shirt not covering my back all the way? Hmm. I've pulled it down and stretched it out a little bit. Okay. My wife must be shrinking my clothes. Okay. You think that's what it is? Yes, of course. Do you think this might be Kai's shirt? <laughs> it is a little. Why is it so small feeling? <laughs> <laughs> I just noticed. It's kind of tied around the uh, biceps as well. It's kind of tied around everything. (laughs) Kai's 12. I'm afraid I'm wearing his clothes. Uh, Let's see here. As we go throughout the show today, I'm going to need help from Kelly because tomorrow night I'm hosting Helmets and Heels for A-State football. And uh, a lot of times you can't just tell jokes at an event like that because people aren't really ready for jokes. I've tried this in the past and people just kind of look at you and then you've told a joke and nobody reacts. You've got to save the jokes for the end of the night when people feel good. Exactly. Then they laugh at anything. So I'm thinking about playing a joke on Coach Butch Jones. Oh, okay. But I'm not sure what the joke should be. Could it maybe be about the fact that he went to a Thomas Rhett concert that got canceled? <laughs> and he was all he was all the way in Tuscaloosa. I don't think that'd be playing a joke on him. I think that'd just be uh, no, that's a joke. pestering him. Thomas Rhett played a joke on Coach Jones. Basically. <laughs> hey, you drive all the way here, then I'm going to cancel the show. Uh, so anyway, we're going to work on how I can play jokes on Coach Jones. Because I think mm-hmm. he's very much uh, the one who wants to have a joke pulled on him in front of his audience. Yeah, he really does seem like a prankster. He really does. Uh, plus, we have news on Mega Millions. Nobody won last night, but the, the new jackpot, the next jackpot is uh, stupid big. We'll talk about that. Uh, there's monkeypox cases on the rise oh, in Arkansas. That's great. Which, uh, I'm not sure what this is on my arm, but uh, there, oh, surely it's go. not. No. Surely it's not the pox, right? Now every little ingrown hair you have, you're going to think is monkeypox. Uh, I don't want it to be monkeypox. Uh, plus my kid, he got banged up, man. He is much cooler than me, but he is he is brutalized based on a little accident. We'll tell you about that. And we do the K-Fine Breakfast Club powered by Families, Inc. All of that right here this morning. With Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Would you say that Kai is uh, much cooler than me? Yes. Thanks for not hesitating one second. Well, I mean, that's an easy question. So I was reflecting on him this morning. Um, You know, so my son is 12. He's about to be 13 in September. And I think back to when I was his age. He's much cooler. Like, he he understands more about life than I did at the age of 12. Mm -hmm. His fashion's better better look and all these different things he's also much more brave than i was at that age as a matter of fact when i was that age i wanted to live in a bubble like legitimately i wanted my mom to put me in a bubble because you saw that story about the bubble yeah i wanted to be protected from the outside world i had asthma i wasn't very big actually when i was young my mom and my grandmother took me to the doctor to see why i wasn't growing this is a true story yeah so, uh, but Kai's much more brave. You know, my friend Joe, my best friend from uh, when I was a kid. Your imaginary friend. He was much braver than I was. And so is Kai, right? 
So they have their. We fixed Kai's bike. I told you I fixed his bike. Took me about four hours to uh, fix a your chain. Your wife fixed his bike. Well, look, that's splitting hairs. Uh huh. But so anyway, um, Kai and, and his friend and his buddy Dustin, they've been uh, riding really fast on our hill. We have a pretty good hill. Yeah, in our y'all neighborhood. do. Uh, and then they'd come down the yard and they'd try to jump the driveway. Uh, and they've been doing this for a while. And the other day when I was testing the bike, I was coming down the hill. I was like, you know what? If I were to bite it, like if I were to eat one right now, I'd I'd hurt myself. Uh, yeah. Because it come when you come down so fast. So we're inside, and I was about to do my workout, and all of a sudden the door opens. We hear the chime go off, and in comes Kai, and he's limping. And I thought he was playing at first, and then I realized, oh my gosh, his face is all cut up. Oh. Sucker came flying down the road on his uh, mountain bike. And decided with a mountain bike he wanted to jump it, which is not a BMX bike. It's a mountain bike. Yes. So he hit hard. Like he's got a limp. He's got a banged up face. He's got road rash on his chest, on his shoulder, on his hip, on his thigh. Was he crying? He was trying to be brave in front of his buddy. You know how you can tell like he needed to cry it out. Yes. But Dustin was there and he didn't want to cry it out. So we go into freak out parent mode like what are we going to do what happened blah 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 so I went outside and talked to Dustin I'm like hey how bad was it he said man it was bad so evidently Kai got air but he was coming down so fast when he landed the front tire hit first they didn't land at the same time so the tire hits first the back of the bike swings over because it didn't hit at the same time and it shot him off and skidded him across the yard up to the concrete was your wife home Oh, my gosh. How is she? Horrible. You know how she would be. <laughs> yes. Because he's all, ba- like, he's really banged up. Aww. And I had to explain to him, hey, buddy, it's going to probably hurt worse tomorrow when your muscles kind of yeah. relax a little bit. But, man, there's there's nothing that makes you feel, um, I don't know, less strong than knowing your kid's hurting like that. And you can't do anything about it. And I still have scars. Like, I have two scars on my knees from bike wrecks from when I was little. They're brutal, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you hit hard and you hit fast. And he's still telling us he wants um, a dirt bike. I'm like, you realize a dirt bike goes faster, falls harder, and throws you further. <laughs> right, maybe you should ask him that today. Yeah. But literally, his poor little face is all banged up. I'm like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do about this? But So, get well, Kai. He's hurt. I remember falling off my bike when I was a kid, and I felt like my knees and all the insides of my knees were coming out of my body. Well, and that was just when it was on a kickstand. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't the best bicycle rider. I wasn't a good skateboarder. I wasn't a good roller skater. Wasn't going to try roller blades. Hmm. I really should have lived in a bubble, you know? Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the Arkansas Department of Health is reporting more cases of monkeypox in Arkansas. Hmm. Uh, there's now three cases. It's uh, multiplied. And the wild thing about the cases is the way we were uh, told this works is it's all based on contact. So more than likely, you know, at one point, like a, a week or two ago, there was one person in Arkansas who had monkeypox. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that means that person has had to come in contact with the other two that now have it. I don't know because or you, they came from somewhere else. Or, but it, like you have to have some type of physical contact, yeah. typically, with somebody who has monkeypox. Or they say you can touch a clothing or linen item that has been touched by somebody infected, and I guess it would have to be you know like leaking or something. <laughs> I guess. Okay, for, yeah. Does that look like monkeypox? Uh, yeah. On my arm, it, I'm pretty <clears throat> sure it is. I wonder if I'm one of the You're probably three. the fourth. I'll be the fourth one. <laughs> no, it's not a joke. Have you seen the pictures no. of it? No. Oh, you haven't seen no. what they look like? 
it looks like a whole bunch of like pus-filled boils all over your body. That's great. Now, it can be a rash or it could be sores. And you also get flu-like symptoms if you get monkeypox. I wonder if you get monkeypox if it itches and you put calamine lotion on it. Oh, yeah. And you have those pink spots all over you. Like when you had chicken pox? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look up monkeypox. I want you to try to describe it. I don't. Mm. Yeah. Look it up. Uh, yeah. Because it's pretty crazy. I saw some stuff last night about it and I'm going, oh, my gosh. And it's actually taking off more in the U.S. than other countries, even though it is being found all over the oh, all over the world. You see it? Mm. Oh, it's pretty mm. crazy looking, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. This doesn't. It looks worse than chicken pox. Oh, my gosh. Yes. See, the thing about chicken pox, I was excited because I got chicken pox and uh, my friend Joe got chicken pox at the same time. So we got to stay home together. You know what I'm saying? Huh. Like, well, we got to play together because, I mean, if, if he had oh. chicken pox and I had chicken pox, we're not going to give each other more chicken pox. Right. So anyway, monkey pox is uh, spreading else. in Arkansas. Well, there's three cases out of three million. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we're still doing OK. Yeah. Uh, there's also talk on the mega millions. The jackpot last night was something like uh, 810 million bucks and nobody won. Man. So uh, now the mega millions jackpot is set to be. Uh, let's see here. One, what is it? One billion, 25 million. And you didn't go buy one yesterday. Did you? <laughs> no, because 810 million wasn't enough for me to go to the store. <laughs> right. How much of a loser am I? Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be like already it is the third biggest mega millions jackpot ever. Uh, but the potential is if this keeps increasing and as people go out, you know, because what happens is the more people buy tickets, the higher the jackpot goes. This could be the second biggest uh, mega millions jackpot ever. The biggest one ever is 1.5 billion. Oh my god! So this one's sitting at about uh, 1 billion 25 million. Good luck, y'all. <laughs> uh, tickets. <laughs> so last night when they did the drawing, though, so nobody won the big one. Nobody won, won the 810 million, uh, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, but they said eight tickets were worth a million bucks across mm. the country. Isn't that wild? One dude won three million. This guy's in Ohio. He got the first five numbers and he had the multiplier, which means he won three million. But the jackpot was $810 million last night. So maybe it's time, y'all. If you're sick and tired of the life you're living, sick and tired of your boss, it might be time to go to Mega Millions. What are you grinning about? Why are you raising your hand? Brandon. Put your hands down. <laughs> what? Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. It's time to celebrate. It's time for an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Hey, a big high five goes out today to Nicholas Bostick. He's from Lafayette, Indiana. Pretty cool story. This dude had a fight with his girlfriend and he decided to leave the house, right? He's 25. He's driving around town. It's late one night in Indiana and he realized there's a house engulfed in flames. So he knew at that point, yeah, he could call authorities, but... It would probably be too late if there were people inside the house. So he decided he was going to go up to the house and make sure that people were outside. Well, he finds out that there's four kids inside the house and a family friend who he has to wake up. Again, the guy's 25 and this house is on fire. He gets people outside. And then one of the girls says, hey, my sister, she's inside. She's six years old. So Nicholas Bostic had to decide what he was going to do. He knew this house was fully engulfed in flames. So he decided that he was going to wrap up in a t-shirt, cover his mouth, and go back into the house. The house was full of black smoke. He goes inside, listens for cries and tears, and he hears them. 
So he goes through all the smoke. He runs upstairs, smashes a window with his bare hand, and jumps out onto the lawn with the six-year-old girl. Oh, my goodness. So Nicholas uh, suffered first-degree burns, a major cut from busting the window, and also smoke inhalation. He was so bad, he had to be airlifted to the hospital. The kid, unharmed. How crazy is that? So people in Indiana decided they wanted to help out Nicholas because Nicholas did such a brave thing, and he's only 25 years old. They set up a GoFundMe account. They were hoping to raise around 100000 bucks. So far, it sits at $563,000 raised for this guy, which is pretty incredible, right? So, what were that girlfriend's thinking this morning? She was the reason he left the house. They were in a fight. Yeah. It's a lot. He, he was probably running on adrenaline when he went into the yeah. house, but it's a really cool story. So here's to you, Nicholas Bostic. It's an Arkansas's morning show. High five. High five. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It is July the 27th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly. We have Country Music News on Kane Brown. All right, so Kane Brown, you think about Kane, right? Country star, husband, father, trying to be a pop star now. And now he says he wants to get into acting as well. Looks like there's nothing he doesn't want to tackle. And he's talented, so there's uh, probably a good chance he'll make it. He says he's been uh, trying to audition for different uh, movie roles. He actually was, uh, he received a callback for a part in a Grease movie. Aww. He said he was all excited about that. Uh, He was talking about how right now, without having gone to acting classes, he feels he'd be perfect for a horror movie. Really? Like something scary. Well, I'm going to predict it. He's going to be a star. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, he's going to cross over Mm -hmm. and people are going to like him. Uh, If you haven't heard Kane's latest single, it's the one that he hopes to to, uh, cross over to pop. It's called Grand. Here's Kane Brown. So this is my mood forever. Country music, pop music, acting, it all could be coming next for Kane Brown. We have country music news today on Carly Pierce. So if you follow Carly Pierce on social media, you know she's a big animal lover. She has two dogs who are like a brother-sister duo. Their names are Johnny and June after Johnny Cash and June Carter. And then Carly has a cat named Emmylou after Emmylou Harris. Well, Carly added another member to her family, and her parents apparently found a little chocolate lab. And Carly says that this dog reminded them of a dog she adored when she was little and grew up with. So she had to bring it into the family. And the name Carly picked out also fits the other Grand Ole Opry-themed pet names. (laughs) Joining John. Johnny, June, and Emmy Lou, Chocolate Lab, Retta Lynn, <laughs> after Loretta Lynn. So I wonder if Carly will tour with all four animals. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine the mess on a tour bus? <laughs> That's a lot. That's crazy. Anyway. Country music news today on Jayco. He was the one that got away. The one wrecked my heart. So Jake Owen went to social media to show a handwritten note he received from Ronnie Dunn of Brooks and Dunn. So Ronnie Dunn has a solo project that's about to come out called 100 Proof Neon. And uh, the note is a personal note to Jake Owen. It says, back on the road with uh, no time to hunt. 
Uh, I got to get you out to my place. It's a shameless promo. 100, uh, 100 proof neon release on July 29th. See you out there. And it's signed by Ronnie Dunn. That's cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, Jake Owen has a new song out. It's called One by One. There's a five by seven of us up on the wall. And that smile on your face, it says it all. There's a four by four sitting out in the drive. Rides a whole lot better with your hand in mind. And this house ain't just some two by fours. It's you by me on the back porch watching the sun. stuff from Jayco and it's called one by one and it's out now and the new video is out as well that's your country music news on arkansas's morning show she's a walking talking encyclopedia it's kelly perry's did you know on arkansas's morning show did you know Charlie Brown's first appearance on TV came in 1959, but it wasn't in one of his animated specials. It was in a Ford commercial. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Did you know Nolan Ryan has more strikeouts and no-hitters than any other pitcher in baseball history and was a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he never won a Cy Young Award for being the best pitcher in a season? Oh, wow. I didn't realize that either. And did you know if William Shakespeare were alive today, he'd be making more than 50 million dollars a year from royalties movie residuals and book sales dang that's a shame right there i know and if you didn't know now you know brandon baxter in the morning all right helmets and heels is happening tomorrow night for a state football it's a big fundraiser and really uh this is an event where the ladies are in charge there's shopping and there's beverages and there's food and there's laughs. Everybody giggles at each other and all that kind of stuff. Are you jealous right now? Well, yeah, because this is an event where guys are told we're not welcome. Y'all have y'all's own events? What do we give have? Us, give us an event. What do we have? Football games. Oh, no. Girls go to football games, too. Well, us guys, we never get away from our wives. Okay. That's. Mm. <clears throat> so here's a couple of the things I'm thinking about, right? So I get to host this. I'm going to be one of the few guys in attendance. So hundreds of women and me. Okay. This is like a dream when I was when I was 18. <laughs> here's the thing, y'all. He talks real big. Yeah. But the what? real Brandon, <clears throat> you'll be nervous. I'm not going to be nervous about mm-hmm. nothing. Uh, okay. But I do want to be funny at different points. Uh, and I've do done you? events in the past where and if you've been to one of these events, you guys probably remember the awkwardness. Like I did a chef's auction one year, right? Where I'm up there and I think I'm going to have to, you know, break the ice with a joke. Oh, no. But this is before like the beverages were served. And I'm up there in front of hundreds of people who are all kind of dressed up and around tables with white tablecloths. And they're looking up at me and I try to tell a no. joke. Brandon, that's the number one mm. rule. You don't tell jokes before the drinks go out. Yeah. Because well, then be they like, just look at you like, right. did he just try to be funny? Right. Like, and it, it wasn't funny. not. Oh, drink up, idiots. Hey! <laughs> you know, drink so. up, idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really think that was as funny. Yeah. But I remember just kind of looking out there and then I'm like, oh my gosh, can I get anywhere else? I wished I could disappear in that moment. Mm-hmm. But I think if I'm if I'm pointedly funny at the right times, like I can't come out telling jokes, but I'm thinking that I want to do something funny about Coach Butch Jones. Okay. And I can't really figure out exactly what I want to do. Yeah. But I think just a little bit of showing a different side of Coach Jones, a side where he can laugh and, and be the butt of a joke, I think okay. it's a good idea. I think the first part of it, showing that he can he can laugh is a great idea. See, but thank you. I don't think him being the butt of the joke at an event that is supposed to kind of highlight 
and be all about him and his program. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he should be the butt of the joke. No, but it shows his sense of humor. No. If he's the if he's mm-hmm. the highlight, it's like I don't take myself too seriously. It's like the roast of Coach Jones. Uh, That's what I think oh I'm going to do. My God, I think I'm going to roast him. Uh, have you seen that walk he has as he's walking towards a player in practice that hadn't done something that he told him to do? I've seen it. Yeah. How would you describe it for people who haven't seen it? Um, gosh, I don't want to age myself, but if, but if you've ever seen Andre Agassi Uh walk really fast as he's playing tennis, like if he's walking back and forth, it's, it's a very short step, but it's a very pointed walk. Yeah. And he is coming like like it is. Yeah. It's on. So it, do you actually want to see? You know what? I want you to wear a helmet mm-hmm. and I want I want to see if he grabs your helmet. If you start doing the roast of Butch Jones, I think it'd be good. I could talk to the other coaches that are going to be there and we could roast them. I bet they got funny yeah. stories. You on know them. what? And I bet all of them would share. You think they would? I'm, I'm sure they would. I'm going to start messaging some of them and uh-huh. see if they want to help me roast them. Yeah, they're yeah. all going to say some words to you i bet gotta figure out what i'm gonna wear to this event as well because again it's gonna be hundreds of women and me so i need to look cute you should let coach jones pick it out you know he'll look good oh yeah he does have good fashion yeah he's much more he's much better dressed than me he always has really cool shoes and socks and like it just all works yeah but you said he was short is that what you said i'm going to hurt you. you said he takes little short steps i yeah, exactly. Like, what? That's what I said is short steps. That's, yeah, right. Pointed short steps. Right. I said nothing else. What are you acting like that for? I'm, I'm just practicing my roast. Coach, if you're listening, if you'll bring some some pads. What? I, both me and you are going to put pads on and we're, we're going. What do you mean? We can't do that. On the line. No, we're oh, not yes, going to do that. yes, we are. No, we're not. I'm going to make jokes. That's the joke right there. Helmets and heels tomorrow night. Right there at the stadium. We'll see you out there. Brandon Baxter in the morning. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just thinking. I, was, I opened up Twitter and I saw a picture Melissa Rivers posted of her mom, Joan Rivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember when we had a coworker who mm-hmm. came in and said, you look a lot like Joan Rivers, who literally was in her 80s. Yeah, no. Yeah. She she had already passed away. And he told me that I looked like Joan Rivers. And I just looked at him. I didn't know, even know what to say. It's like, it's like him coming to me like, saying, you look a little like Danny DeVito. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't really well, know. Thanks, but for the, th- thanks for the memory. Yeah, I wanted to bring that back up mm-hmm. because I saw Joan Rivers a second ago. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. There's a story about a family of four: a mother, a father, a brother, and a sister who stabbed each other during a wild knife fight, and it all happened in your home state of Texas, Brandon. Oh no! Police were called to the home around 11 p.m. They say the fight started between two adult siblings. The brother came home drunk with a handgun, and he got into a heated argument with his sister. Things got physical, but he lost the gun during the struggle. The mother and father jumped into it to break things up, but it escalated. And at one point, all of them had a knife, and all of them had been stabbed. Oh, my gosh. Fortunately, everyone will survive. The brother, 25-year-old Manuel, was arrested on three charges of aggravated assault, and it's unclear whether any of the other family members will be charged. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, it's... Why? What, what, why are you... Nothing. Why are you staring at me like that? Just because I'm enthralled today. Speaking of getting in an argument with your sibling. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) How does Mario communicate with his recently deceased sibling? Oh, gosh. I have no idea. A Luigi board. (laughs) Okay, I quit. And there's even more proof that people are crazy. 
Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday to you. Ah, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, July 27th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Autumn Berry of Paragould, Ben Ford. And Marion celebrates today, Tony Landreth of Jonesboro, Kim Newcomb. Also from Jonesboro, Amber Chippen of Wynn is celebrating Derek Beatty from Cabot. We have Kimmy Brand of Heber Springs, Heston O'Brien of Cherry Valley, Michael Lehman of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. Barbara McCleskey from Fort Smith, Angie Eddy from Moralton is celebrating. Megan Morris of Jonesboro, Ricky Sisk of Corning, and Ray Shempert from Wynn celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Winnie Harlow is 28. She's a supermodel. And she was dating Wiz Khalifa. Have you seen her? She's really pretty. Yes, she is. Happy birthday to Cheyenne Kimball, who is 32, formerly in the band Gloriana. I ain't here to do anything. Halfway don't give a damn what anyone might say. I just... She was also featured on MTV at one point. See if you know this. Mm-hmm. This is part of the, the TV package. Cheyenne Kimball, 32. Happy birthday to Taylor Schilling, who is 38. That's Piper Chapman on Orange is the New Black. Alex Rodriguez is 47 from the Yankees. Maya Rudolph is 50 of from Bridesmaids and also was on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Triple H is 53, WWE superstar. And now he is uh, one of the top guys there in WWE. Mm-hmm. He actually helped me uh, put my shoulder back into place one day oh. when it was dislocated. So happy birthday to the game who celebrates today. Happy birthday to Bill Ingvall, who is 65, part of the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. He's the guy that said, here's your sign. Here's your, I, that, I love that bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Happy birthday to Norman Lear who is 100. Wow. He's a TV producer. He gave us all the classics like All in the Family, Sanford and Son, Good Times, The Jeffersons, yeah. all of that. Norman Lear. Well, we're moving on up, to the to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Norman Lear, 100. He's always on those specials with Jimmy Kimmel, the live in front of the studio audience. Yeah. They cover his shows. So. Oh, oh no. Get off that hill. What's the wife's name on the Jeffersons? I quiz you every time. Uh, I don't know. I should. <laughs> I need to put it on a post-it somewhere. What's, okay, what's the, the husband's name? George. George Jefferson. That's correct. Wheezy. And Wheezy. You got Yay! it. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend, Norman Lear, who turns 100 today. Happy birthday, Norman. Hope you have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man who tells his patients to call him Dr. Feelgood. 
<laughs> He's the one that makes you feel alright. He's the one they call. He's gonna be your Frankenstein. Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! Dr. Shane's Bites! He is Dr. Feelgood. He is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Dr. Shane Spites, back for more Doc Talk. What's up, man? Brandon Kelly, how are you guys doing this week? Good morning. Hey, I got questions lined up. I have a whole list of things. Can I ask you about some stuff? I'd like to apologize in advance. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we are, live on the, live on the air. Mm-hmm. Going through your, your personal history. Brandon, Hit don't ask it. that first question. Hey, is this a HIPAA violation if uh, I volunteer my information? No, it's not a HIPAA violation if you knowingly put it out there in the public and say, here we are, let's talk about me and my afflictions. It's a violation to my ears. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first of all, I decided the other day, because you told me it's always good to have heart health and have cardiovascular health, I decided the other day to start running. I was going to do couch to 5K. The heat index was about 112. Uh, And it's about five o'clock in the afternoon. I did pretty good on the first like four or five laps. And then uh, I thought I was going to have a heart attack and die. Is that because of the heat or am I out of shape? Uh, Probably a combination of the two. Is now a good time to begin running outside? No. (laughs) No, absolutely not. So so the conversations that I have with my patients are – and, and I'm, I'm very familiar, by the way, with the couch to 5K. Okay. Not a bad thing, but most people got to take it a little slower than that. And it needs to start, instead of running around the neighborhood, walking around the neighborhood. Yeah. And so then maybe instead of the first, maybe it's a lap around the neighborhood. That was good for today. Maybe it's two laps, you know, a few days later. Just don't overdo it. Because the truth is you increase your risk of injury. If you do it too fast and all of a sudden now you pull some hamstring or you twist your ankle or something like that. So uh, tell me about this, because sometimes I start running and then I'm looking for excuses why I shouldn't run and go back to walking. Talk to a guy in my neighborhood. He's uh, he's 85, used to play basketball for the Razorbacks. And he said, you know, he ran. They used to make him run the stairs and all that in the stadium and stuff. And then he said at at the age of 70, he had banged up his knees so bad running when he was young uh, on hard surfaces that he had to have a double knee replacement. Is that normal? Like is running, because I know you run, but is it bad for us? So that's a great question. Let me qualify. When I say I run, I run on a treadmill. Oh, okay. Yeah. And here's why, because there's a cushion on the treadmill. The treadmill gives. So as opposed to running on concrete, running on asphalt, now... I will run once a week, like during the school year, I'll run with the students. Mm-hmm. And so and we'll, I'll do that on the A-State campus, and we'll run, you know, the, the, the um, asphalt or the concrete sidewalks there, and that's once a week. But you're right. You're, that's a great point. Running constantly on a hard surface, yeah, if you do it a long time, it can start to, start, start to hurt your knees for sure. You'll start hearing clicking noises and things like that. It absolutely can happen like that. So treadmills or a, or more of a padded surface like an indoor track those are going to be easier on your knees and allow you to run longer and not have those kinds of complications well and for him you know he was talking about you know again he's 85 but it took him what was it something like uh, 50 years to feel the effects of what that was going to do to his knees so like you know yeah, we're invincible and, and, when we're young we think we can do it all we think we're invincible oh absolutely no and that's a great point and that, that by the way we do that with a lot of things there are a lot of things you're like eh 
I don't feel like it's hurting me now, mm-hmm. but you don't realize that, like you said, 10, 15, 20 years from now, like you're creating damage now that you're going to be feeling at that point. The same thing happens with like, well, like, um, to be honest with you, skin cancer. Mm-hmm. So the sun damage that you get, oh, I burned myself. You may not see the effects of that skin damage for 10, 15, or 20 years. Yeah. And so that's why the skin cancers really are taking off more in the elderly or in the older population, but it's from the damage that happened in their 20s. You know, you see, uh, you hear old people say, or older people say, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have taken better care of myself. <laughs> you know, and that's a funny piece, too. We are living longer. Mm-hmm. We as a population are living longer. And so there's things that we're encountering that, to be honest with you, you know, 50 years ago, 100 years ago, people didn't live this long to really deal with it. Um, and, and there's lots of examples of that. I mean, the, the, the piece you just brought up about the knee replacements is one of those. But, I mean, certain types of cancers. Um, really things uh, dealing with heart disease. Um, there's lots of things that actually fall in that category. It's like, look, if we knew that, that we were going to live to 85 or 90, mm-hmm. um, you know, we would have done something differently. You're absolutely right. Uh, we talk about my sleep schedule my because my sleep schedule is all kinds of crazy. But I've noticed oh, yeah. I'm starting to have more vivid dreams uh, during my afternoon <laughs> nap. Is that weird? Because I, I would think that I'd have my bigger dreams in my longer period of sleep. Does that mean I'm physically exhausted? Does that mean I'm getting better rest uh, during my afternoon nap? What does it mean if, if I'm having these really vivid dreams but not overnight? So let's talk about that. Actually, there was a study that came out about a week ago that talked about how REM sleep is really critical to your emotional health and how that's really important in terms of your mental wellness and well-being. When does REM sleep occur? Well, there's different stages of sleep, and you've probably heard about this. There's all these different stages of sleep. REM sleep typically doesn't occur until after about an hour or an hour and 30 minutes after you've fallen asleep. Hmm. So the first stage of sleep is like a light sleep, and that only lasts about 10 minutes or so. And then you get into the second stage, which is a little heavier, but it's still light. The third stage of sleep is deep sleep, and that's when, like, your body's repairing itself, and that's when, you know, if you've heard of these delta waves or things like that, that's what occurs at that point. Then you enter into REM sleep, and REM sleep is almost, oddly enough, your body's kind of almost like in an awake state, and that's when your vivid dreams occur. That's when the dream, you know, and um, and that's when your body really is processing things in terms of stresses that you have in your life. Um, um, Really. It's a, it's a picture into, it's an uninhibited picture into your mind. So that's when your brain basically throws everything out there that you think about, thought about, I mean, all of these things. And that's, that occurs then. Uh, there's a whole, you know, um, science basically on the study of dreams and interpretation of dreams and things like that. And there's a psychology behind that in terms of maybe things that are going on that are stressful in your life mm-hmm. and how those appear in your dreams. Um, but you can enter into those different sleep cycles really at any point, even with a nap. And so if your nap is a two, three-hour nap, you absolutely could enter into that REM sleep where you're having these vivid dreams. Golly. So my dream, it was so random. I dreamed I was at the old wrestling arena in Dallas, which is not even standing anymore, and I was around people that literally I haven't seen in 25 or 30 years. Uh, and it was really, really random. I hadn't watched anything, and I was trying to process why why that came up, why I was in such a deep sleep in like an hour and 45-minute sleep session. It was, I don't know, it's really strange. So there must have been something. Uh, our, you know, we talk about how the body is just an amazing thing. It really is. We just we learn more and more almost every day about it. There are things that go on in your life and things that it, you may not be consciously aware of, but your brain picks up on and kind of puts to the back. And it may have been 
I don't know, a news clip, you were scrolling through something, there was something specific that may have triggered something about your past and specifically to the, that time when you were in, you know, that involved with wrestling, mm-hmm. they kind of stuck to the back. And then when you went to sleep, your REM sleep allowed it to open up and really start to process that. So you may not have had time. You're like, hey, I'm busy. I'm working. You know, I've, I've got all this stuff going on, you know, wife and kids. But when you slept, it came back up because you, your body wanted or your brain wanted to process it. But it was weird because, like, literally, I had these visions of people, like security guards, that I haven't seen since the early wow. 90s. And I haven't thought about them since the early 90s. It was very random. Hang on. I got one more thing I want to do real quick. Um, hang on. What are you doing? I'm taking a picture. I, I've heard more about monkeypox, and I have something on my arm I want to send to you. And, mo- oh and I want goodness. you to let me know if it looks like it might be monkeypox. You think you have monkeypox? Well, I got something on my arm. I'm you not really sure do. what it is. It's kind of red and inflamed. Is that monkeypox? Uh, Quit picking it just at one it. single lesion or yeah. one single. I don't even. What would you not, describe that as, Kelly? Is that a lesion? It's not a lesion. Where's but... it? Where's it located? Or is that appropriate to ask on the radio? <laughs> what, <laughs> what are you inferring? <laughs> it's on well, my. I'm just, I, I, it, 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 I, the doctor-patient question. That's all. I'm just. Oh, okay. It's close to my wrist, but I, I don't know what this is. Because I, I did read that monkeypox has tripled in Arkansas. Monkeypox has gone up in Arkansas. And I'll say this. we're um, Remember, it's direct contact, so it's person to person. It's not spread through the air. It's right. spread through touching from one person to the next. Uh-huh. We'll see some more cases um, for sure. It'll kind of go up. But something to keep your eye on. Most people don't need to worry about it. It's one of those things you just kind of right. you know watch the news headlines and kind of keep Keep um, keep an eye on it. Anything else we need to make but, sure to mention? Anything else? Because I know you know you're continually because you are the dean of a of a medical school. You're constantly seeing new information that comes in. Uh, what should we know this week? Um, let me try to think. There's a. I don't want to talk about COVID right now. I mean, COVID, a lot of people have COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I didn't want to talk about. It. A lot of people have it. A lot of it's mild. Hospitalizations are stable. Most people aren't in the ICU. But stay tuned this fall. Uh, uh, I'll just say don't throw your mask away. Just, if you don't want to get sick, I'll just say it if you don't want to get sick. Um, but there's some new vaccines coming out. Do you know Do you know, pangry is a real thing? Is it? So, so it's and, not and, just something and, like that. Bear with me on this because sometimes okay. I'll, you know, I'll come home all excited and I'll be like, you know, to my family or my wife. I'm like, hey, there's this new study and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> She'll look at me and she'll say, really, y'all wasted time and money doing that? I could have, you could have called a third grader and they would have told you that anyway. Yeah, and, tell me. And, rec- and I recognize that absolutely happened. But they did a study on hangry. Okay. And sure enough, and this is actually a true study, and it looked at about 9,000 respondents, and it was associated with different blood glucose levels or blood sugar levels at different times during the, during the day, and it was a broad range. But act- actually, scientifically, people do get hangry. Hmm. When they have not had food, and so they look at blood sugar levels, and they t- they they did this um, evaluation on um, on uh, irritability and on anger and on outbursts and all aggression and all these different things, and how they were associated with different sugar levels. So that's, that's probably not a surprise to anyone, and it's a real thing. Sounds like you and you diet, Brandon. <laughs> Yeah, so Kelly and my wife both accuse me of being in an awful mood anytime I try to diet. Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean, there may be something there. That there's a, I mean, that, that's actually a, a really yeah. good point. I mean, so that's if you're saying. trying to do something to really obstruct your normal blood sugar levels, mm-hmm. 
They may have a point there, Brandon. Yeah. Well, no, I was yeah, trying to tell them I, I could. <laughs> I was trying to tell them I couldn't help it. So he is the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. He is Doctor Shane Spites. He is all over the social medias. Hey, by the way, did I see that there's a big happening in your family this week? Oh, uh, yes, Brandon, there is, and this is so. Uh, so my only daughter, the Aww. oldest, my only my only daughter, Abby, is getting married this Saturday, yeah. and so obviously a lot of a lot of emotion uh, around our house, and a, a lot of happenings, and uh, it's going to be great. We're so excited. We're excited for, for both her and her fiance Kyle are getting getting married this Saturday. So we'll have a whole family and friend uh, gathering. Um, we're really excited though and happy for both of them. Congratulations, Abby. Which uh, which wedding is this? What wedding number? Uh, what do you mean? What wedding number? How many times has she been married? Brandon. This, the, oh, 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 okay, I got you. This is her first wedding. Well, how about that? <laughs> Huh? She's a newcomer. <laughs> this is her first wedding. Yeah, this is her first first wedding. So, um, yeah. Are you gonna make it through it? Yeah. Are Brandon, you? Don't ask for an. Am invite. I gonna make it through it? Yeah. Well, you know they have that. They have that song. You know. So apparently, there's all these things that I wasn't familiar with. So you know, you have to pick the 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 daddy daughter song oh, that you dance gosh. to. Yeah. What is it? Well, I, I well, I mean. Admittedly, I haven't really landed on it yet, but there's all the all these songs are they're sad. Like they're like, okay, how do you make it through this? Because what happens is you're, I'm sure, I'm sitting there dancing with my daughter. Uh, you know, everybody's watching, and, and all I can think about is the last twenty something years. Then you're like, okay, it didn't seem like yesterday you were three and running around, you know, without a diaper on, and now here you are, um, you know, about to start a new chapter in your life. So I don't know how you. Walk away with that without a dry eye. But oh my gosh, I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Leslie tells me all the time that I'm lucky that I'm a boy dad because I don't think I could handle being a girl dad. I really don't. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Um, boys, uh, boys and girls raising boys and girls are completely different, and there are certainly blessings on both sides. Uh, we've got three boys, and and Abby's the oldest and the only only daughter. Um, so yeah, there, there there are distinct differences for sure. But to your point, though, Kai's going to. I mean, he grows up. I mean, how old is he now? He's about to be 13 in September. Oh, I know. So, so think of, I mean, so you've got what, five years left with him in your, no, in your house? Don't do that I, to me. I can't do that. I guess 93% of the time that you spend with him is right before he leaves uh, college. Because from that point on, he's, you know, doing his own thing, being oh. his own man. Yeah. I won't think about that. Literally, and again, he's he's still twelve, about to be thirteen. That already makes me sad. Uh, if you haven't picked yeah. your song, I want to play. Here's a here's a good. One. I loved her first. I held her first. And a place oh, this is good. Have you heard this song, Shane? I have. I actually, have. That's a that's a really good one. That was in my list. There's yeah. uh, there's uh, butterfly kisses is oh, one, one, and um, oh, Cinderella that's... is another one. Isn't that that's a uh, oh stealing uh, Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah, Stealing Cinderella. That's a really good one, too. So, yeah, here, I got that uh, one, yeah. too. She was playing Cinderella. She was riding her first bike. Bouncing on yeah. the bed and looking yeah. for. I, I have one more good one that might, that might be fitting. Ooh, All right. Brandon. You and me I think that's a good one uh, for for a daddy daughter dance. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one a lot. I, I, um, My apologies. Yeah, we're thinking about the chicken dance too. Maybe the chicken dance. <laughs> hey, no, seriously though. Best of luck to you and the family, and congratulations to Abby who gets married this weekend.
Oh, thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. All right. I didn't get the invite, but I'll be there anyway. I'll see you on this weekend. Okay? Hey, please, hey, make sure you're there. Make sure you I thought you were busy on Saturday night. Oh, of course you did. Thanks, Shane. Appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> see you, man. Have a great week. Bye, guys. You too. Right. Dr. Shane Spites on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by family Zane. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zane. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the committee chairperson for the Cave City Watermelon Festival. Julie Johnson joins us this morning. Julie, did I hear a cow in the background? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, you did. Sorry about that. The girls want their fair share of their time, too. What, what are you doing with those cows out there? Oh, I'm feeding them this morning. We're in a terrible drought, so they require a little extra attention these days. So drought-wise, so I guess you have cows. What else do you do out there? Uh, We raise cattle and watermelons. All right. Which one's easier to raise, cattle or watermelons? Oh, goodness. Um, And I am so sorry. Typically, it's it's watermelons, I would say, because, you know, they don't ball and give you lip and try to kick you to the next county. (laughs) But, you know, this year it's kind of a toss-up. So are, are your cows angry this morning, or do they want you to hang up the phone? They want me to hang up the phone and give them a bag of feed. That's that's what they, they know. They can see the feed in the back of my side-by-side, and they're like, just shut up, woman, and give it to us. So so what's in the feed? Is it seeds? Is it straw? What is it? No, it's a it's a range cube. It's it's real high in protein, and it's it's basically like crack candy for them. They, they okay. just want it. I mean, they, they, they will hurt you for it. You milk them cows? Oh no, no! They are. We are strictly a beef cattle operation. Right. They go. Well, they go one. to put meat on the table. Good right. one, Brandon. Hey, so if I wanted to buy a cow, how much does that cost these days? Oh well, right now the this is pitiful. The cattle, the grown cows, are pretty cheap because of the drought. All the mamas that are sold are going for slaughter. Calves are still at a pretty good price, but a uh, 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 mama cow is pretty cheap. Hey, with the prices at the grocery store, it's it's probably a much better deal if you can afford to just go buy a cow and do it that way, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And get it processed. And a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, it if you want to get a cow processed, it takes a while. You have to get on a list because so many people are doing that these days. You ever get attached to a cow? Oh, absolutely. I have several named. And one of the biggest fights my husband and I ever had was over a calf that he wanted to butcher, and I was just, no, we're not. I can't. I couldn't eat something that I have named and had a conversation with. Right. Day to day. <laughs> just not happening. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so uh, you're for this morning. Sorry no, about that. No, see, I, I think I want to come hang out with you and kind of figure out what you do. Anytime you are welcome. Anytime we love visitors. So you're growing watermelons too. How big are the melons? Oh, melons are great. We've got some. You know, they're thirty, forty, fifty pounds. No, they're uh, not. They're, they're not that heavy, Julie. Is that made up? No, no, it's not made up. You they're heavy. You grow watermelons that big? Yes, we do. Um, we actually, I love yellow watermelons. We grow a variety called an Orange Crush, and mm. it is, it is, mm. it is wonderful. It's the best thing I've ever eaten. And last week we had one that weighed fifty-five pounds. Oh my gosh! And, you know, oh, it was it was the biggest yellow we've raised this year, and we were so. I was looking forward to eating it so much. I was just going to eat the heart out and get the rest of the cows. <laughs> and a guy come along and said, I'll buy that. And I'm like, okay, $25 and it's yours. And he just whipped out the money. You know, I'm thinking, okay, that's not a bad price for a watermelon. No, that's a show. I'll let it go. That's a showpiece. It, <laughs> it is. It is.
So tell me why Cave City has a watermelon festival. What makes Cave City and watermelons just go hand in hand? Well, we actually have a – the area is unique for the soil. There's a there's a patch of, of ground, I don't know, so many mile radius of Cave City that's very sandy, and that makes the watermelons extra good. We've actually, you know, had the soil tested, and it is a little different here. And – you know, we have we we have the claim that we have the world's sweetest watermelons, mm. and you know every little southern town needs a festival. Yeah. And back in back in the late seventies, they started trying to decide what kind of festival you know do we need to have, and they tried a spring festival. And you know the, we have two we have two claims to fame in Cave City: watermelons and cave. And a cave festival just doesn't have the same kind of <laughs> ring to it that a watermelon festival does. So you know, here we are. Man, so Cave City and the Watermelon Festival, which has been going on forever and literally yep. brings so many people to your community, it kicks yes. off tomorrow. It goes Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And as I'm looking at this lineup, I don't know how you're going to cram everything into three days. You guys have a ton of stuff going on. We do have a ton of stuff. And, you know, we try to do that so we can get everybody in. You know, we don't want to focus just on one age group or, or one or one anything. You know, we want something for everybody. You know, if you're two, we've got a water, a wet zone. You know, we've got water slides and bounce houses. Uh, we've got, sorry, my dog is attacking a cow. Uh, we have, we have. This uh, might be one of my favorite have, interviews ever. Mm-hmm. This right here is crazy. <laughs> so sorry. I'm I love so it. Sorry. No, this is great. Uh, we, we have, you know, Southern gospel music. Uh, we have country music, you know, 90s country music, as you know, it's so popular now. We've oh, yeah. got, you know, three three pretty good acts coming in, three very good acts. Uh, you know, we have a 5K. We have a pancake breakfast. We have a, a speed eating contest, seed spitting. We have a free watermelon feast. Um, you know, for other, we've got rock climbing walls. We've got wow. jelly ball this year, which is going to be kind of fun. I didn't know what that was, but it's paintball without getting hurt. Ooh, so, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, nobody will lose an eye, so that that'll that'll be great. <laughs> um, but you know, so we 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 really try to have something you know that that everybody can come and enjoy. You know, we want the festival to be like a homecoming. You know, we want it to be you know you, you'd be able to come and enjoy it, slow down, catch up with old friends and family, and just have a good time. You know, just be be glad that you know that that you're able to come home. We we kind of like to say that we, we want to make we want it to feel like Mayberry for a few days a year. Oh my gosh, I love that. So that's kind of what it. we're shooting for. Hey, you mind if I come hang out with you for a little bit this weekend? I'd love for you to come hang out with me. I will I will give you an official watermelon festival t-shirt. No, legit, cuz I'm sitting here thinking to myself, I have to I need something to do with my wife and son and his friend this weekend, and literally there's nothing that sounds more fun than what you guys are doing in Cave City. Well, come on, we would love to have you. Love to have you. So thir- I, I think it's I think it's a great weekend. I really we work hard. We I we have the best committee, and they are so passionate about this festival. And you know we're passionate about our community, mm-hmm. and and we were we we've already started planning next year's festival already. So we we meet monthly, and we talk. We have a, a group chat going on on text messages all year round that we're constantly messaging each other and bouncing ideas off. And you know we we work hard. You know, to bring to have a festival that that people want to come to. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. So, as I was looking at the the heading, it's talking about uh, come home for family, friendship, and fun parades, live entertainment, crafts, food, games, uh, antique tractors, a car show, and so much more. Plus, Julie, if I come to Cave City for the to the festival, you're going to have to give me a tour of these watermelons and these cows. Okay. <laughs> we can. All right, that's the bagel. No, that's fine. So the, tomorrow is uh, there's live music from Legacy Five. That's a, uh, that's a Christian band. Oh, that's going to play. No, you're good. Uh, the Legacy Five plays tomorrow night on Friday night. Yes. 
Congressman Rick Crawford and Triple Nickel, they're going to play. Plus, the Bellamy yep. brothers are going to be playing coming up uh, on Friday if night. I said you have a beautiful body, would you hold it Saturday night, live music go. from Wade Hayes. I'm old to know better, but I'm still too young. And Mark Wills is going to yeah. be there on Saturday night as well. It was 1970-something in the world that I grew up in. So, Julie, I'll see you this weekend, okay? All right, come on. We appreciate y'all. Hey, if people want to find out more about the Cave City Watermelon Festival, and because uh, the schedules are out there and there's so much stuff going on, where, where's yeah. the best spot for them to get information? CaveCityWatermelonFestival.com. Full schedule right there. Any, any updates and changes will also be there. And we have a Facebook page. Dude, that's awesome. And you're a great guest, by the way. Just letting you know that. Yeah, thank you so much. You'll never call me again. No, and I understand. It's no, okay. this, this has been tremendous. We loved it. <laughs> anyway, Julie Johnson joins us this morning. She is the committee chairperson for the Cave City Watermelon Festival, which happens tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday. Take care of them cows, okay? Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate right. y'all. Talk Bye. to you later. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, good morning, Arkansas. It's Brandon, it's Kelly, and we're joined this morning by Dr. Watson from Family Zinc Counseling <laughs> Services. What are you doing, Brandon? Dr. Watson, how are you this morning? He's scared because he, hey. he didn't know how to say your name. No, because I, no, I, I, was, I was throwing a curveball. <laughs> He's saying Dana, isn't he? He is. Oh, no, Brandon. No, I've said it for like three years and you've never corrected me. I really, I don't, at this point in my life, I haven't heard Dana so often. I just don't even correct people. I mean, if my husband or my mother said Dana, I would definitely hear it. But but I hear it so often, Dana, Dana, it, I, I, it's okay. What should I call you? What would your mother tell me to call you? Um, I think I think that you I, you know what you have so much you have so much leeway. You know we're friends oh, now. Yes. She knows you're sensitive, is what she's. No, doing. she's trying to help me. She she, yeah. she knows this is going to damage my mental yes. health. <laughs> it's Dana. It's Dana, Brandon. Is it really Dana? It is. Yeah, my dad is Danny, so I'm oh. Dana. Literally, here's what's crazy about this. Everyone I know that we have talked about you too has said Dana. And I believe the first time I met you, I was introduced to you as Dana. She didn't say her own name as Dana. Well, I don't know. I think she did. Maybe she <laughs> was confused that day. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going to fix it. We're joined this morning by Dr. Dana Watson hey. from Families and Counseling Services. <laughs> it just right. rolls right off the tongue. That's nice. All right, we're going to move forward from that, okay? Hey, I know one of the things that we were talking about, uh, we wanted to kind of address, and I think this is a, a very important topic for so many of us, um, depression and anxiety, um, because it's something that so many people deal with. I would say that, um, you know, golly, what would you say percentage wise, when you think about the people around us in Arkansas, do you think it's 50% of people have either depression or anxiety, or is it 30%? What would you think? Well, that's a good question, and honestly, that we don't have the most recent numbers, like after the pandemic, but it certainly has gone up. I yeah. mean, on average, it's usually one out of four people oh, have wow. a diagnosed mental illness, mm-hmm. but again, those are, those are diagnosed mental illnesses, and we anticipate that after the pandemic mm-hmm. and job loss and um, health concerns, that the number has certainly gone up in the last year or so. Well, and a lot so of I us. I would imagine that we're similar to the national average. 
and so many of us are like, oh, no, I can I can do this on my own. I'm strong. I can figure this out. I was told as a kid just to tough it out. Uh, and then we realize, you know, something happens and now we need somebody to talk to. And that's where Families, Inc. comes in. I like to th- I like to always say, you know, mental health is something that we've really tried to uh, talk about and be open about over the last number of years since we've started kind of teaming up with you guys. Uh, and hopefully more people are coming to you just to help because sometimes you can't turn to uh, your spouse. Sometimes you can't turn to your parents or your best friends. Some of that stuff, man, needs to be talked out with uh, your own personal counselor. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we do this because, I mean, it really is all about, you know, facilitating um, access to care and letting people know about the options that are available to them in their own communities, um, how to access it, you know, we're here and how to get services. And then also just reducing the stigma um, about mental health and um, really focusing on the health aspect rather than the illness and just making sure that everybody is taking care of themselves because it is just truly difficult times. No, and it's okay to admit that you're not okay. Mm -hmm. And if we were to say, hey, no, do you want to feel like that or do you want to feel better? Do you want to think better? Who wouldn't say they want to feel better and think better? That's, you know, so to me, it's like, hey, if you're in one of those situations, go find somebody that can help you. And that's what Families Inc. does. So we talk depression and anxiety. And it's kind of funny because the word in the middle is and. Uh, depression and anxiety are not the same thing. A lot of people might kind of have the the idea that they're the same, but but they're really not, right? Yeah, no. Um, depression and anxiety, like in the true clinical sense, are different types of mental health disorders, but they do oftentimes overlap because, as you can imagine, anxious thoughts or symptoms can certainly affect a person's mood. And then symptoms of depression often include negative thoughts about oneself or their environment, um, and that can certainly make people more anxious. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the end, about half of people who are diagnosed with depression will also be diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. You said something kind of interesting. You said in a true clinical sense, and I guess, uh, you know, it's because, you know, we use these terms and a lot of times uh, we describe, uh, we use depression and anxiety to talk about the ups and downs of our daily moods or the stress levels that we're feeling, but we're not really talking about clinical depression or clinical anxiety. So what's the difference between, hey, I think I might feel this and here's what I've been diagnosed with? Yes. Well, remember that as humans, we're expected to have normal or expected mood fluctuations, and we should be able to experience and tolerate feelings of anxiety. Um, And so when I say normal, I want you to picture like a wide continuum because normal can stretch far and it can really account for a lot of our individual differences. So if you could see my hands right now, you'd see that I'm stretching them wide. (laughs) So when I say normal, that's a really broad window of human emotions and sadnesses, I mean, and experiences. So happiness and joy and sadness and grief and fear and worry, those are all normal human feelings and emotions and important human emotions because they connect us and they orient us and they guide us along our journeys. And we can understand that um, some of those emotions are uncomfortable and some of them are even very painful, but that they're normal and that they're expected in reaction to what we're experiencing. And so most of the time, when it's a normal mood fluctuation or a normal stress reaction, we can still function. Like, by and large, we can take care of ourselves. 
and we can take care of other people. But when those mood fluctuations or anxious thoughts are prolonged and then we're unable to manage them or when they're interrupting our relationships or our jobs or our finances um, or just our overall quality of life, that's when a person should start to consider professional help. So why do doctors um, say, like use the, the word disorders? Where does that come from that this is a disorder? That's a good question. So we call these clusters of symptoms disorders or mental illnesses because they disrupt um, or they disturb the normal functions of the body and the brain. So like your thinking, your feeling, your mood, your behavior, and they can be short term or they can be occasional or recurring symptoms or they can be long lasting and chronic. And some illnesses come on very quickly and some have a slower onset. So then what's the difference between depression and anxiety? How would you how would you say they're different? Well, overall, depression is a low energy state. You know, if you think about it, the person usually has a sense of sadness, um, hopelessness, and helplessness. They lose interest in things that they used to enjoy. And it can be so severe that it, they, it even leads to like self-harming behaviors or even suicide. But anxiety disorders, on the other hand, they're a high energy state, and they often involve fearful uh, thoughts or feelings of dread that won't go away, and the brain is just always on alert. And these disorders, like within this category, it can include things like panic attacks, um, PTSD, obsessive compulsive disorders, or some of the social phobias, social anxiety disorders. So you were saying that uh, depression and anxiety, they often will overlap. Uh, What might it look like, you know, if a person was both anxious and depressed? What does that look like? Yeah, so some of the symptoms that can can be in both disorders or cause the same um, presentation are like irrational worries or fears that won't go away, physical symptoms like fatigue, headaches, um, rapid heartbeat or like stomach aches difficulty going to sleep or staying asleep. They might have trouble with their um, eating habits like overeating or undereating, trouble with concentration or making decisions, um, just constant feelings of sadness, worthlessness, uh, loss of interest in in like hobbies and activities that they used to enjoy, um, feeling tired or irritable. Um, And then again, like panic attacks can even occur. Um, And then just a general sense of losing control over their lives. Well, as you say all that, I've, you know, I've gone through moments and times where I've, I felt like all of that was happening at the same time. And I probably you know, should have reached out and got help uh, when I feel like that. Uh, there are often uh, things or situations that can maybe trigger anxiety and depression. What are some of the things that, that might be causing us to have these feelings? Yeah, sometimes we don't even think about little things like caffeine is pretty good for, you know, for us. Um, There are some benefits, but too much caffeine or caffeine for people who are sensitive to it can certainly trigger anxiety. Um, A messy home environment just can add to the chaos and feelings of being overwhelmed, neglecting yourself, like skipping meals or not exercising, um, like reduced Mm self-care, not sleeping enough, um, Uh, financial problems can certainly be a trigger, Um, social gatherings, work environments, or for kids, school environments, any kind of unresolved trauma from the past, 
relationship stress is, you know, certainly <laughs> one that we see often that, that triggers a lot of anxiety and, and mood disorders for people. I think it's interesting you mentioned that uh, kids can feel this too. I think maybe as parents we think, hey, kids have it made. They're not going to have anxiety or depression, but uh, but they go through the same stuff that we do, maybe at different levels, but uh, they can they can kind of suffer through that too. Uh, let's talk. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about the kids. So uh, does it look the same in kids? I feel like, you know, we can't always uh, basically figure it out. Like, is my kid really depressed? Or are they just sad? What's the difference here? And what can we look for in our kids to know, hey, this might be something we should we should get looked at? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, like with children and adolescents, one of the things that's most interesting is, you know, they don't have the vocabulary, right, that we do as adults, and they just haven't been as practiced at expressing themselves verbally as we are as adults. So a lot of times what it looks like in children and adolescents when they're going through, um, when they're experiencing anxiety or depression is it just looks like irritability, um, or and it can look like with social withdrawal. So um, that's why you hear me all the time preaching about parents and caregivers. We have to have more face-to-face time with our children. And I mean like daily, 10 to 30 minutes of looking at our children while we're eating to talk to them or having a Coke with them or talking uh, while we're playing a game or doing an activity together, because this is how we can be attuned to our children. And and this is, you know, um, I'll be honest, like parents and caregivers can still miss things, mm-hmm. um, but you can bet your bottom dollar that we won't miss it as much if we're talking to them every day and we're studying their faces and their attitudes and their moods than we will if we're not doing these things and making them a priority um, to stay in constant communication with them. So anxiety and depression, how do professionals treat a person who has either one or both of those disorders? Well, obviously, it starts with a, a full and a thorough diagnosis um, to get a correct, uh, I mean, an evaluation to get a correct diagnosis. Okay. So um, we would get a family history and a good picture of your overall health and your current symptoms, how long you've had these symptoms, how they show up in your daily life, how they impact. Um, you know, or interrupt your life, how you notice them when you notice them, you know, but it's important to remember that both anxiety and depression are very treatable disorders through psychotherapy and sometimes with medication as well. But there's probably people who are listening to us this morning who have struggled with this for five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of going through that and haven't reached out for help. Uh, and I think now is the time we should say, hey, if you're going through this, if any of this has kind of uh, triggered something in your brain, like, hey, maybe I do need somebody to talk to, Families Inc. is always there. We like to say, think Families Inc. Uh, you can check them out online. There's locations all around the area, familiesinc.net, or you can call 870-933-6886. You're always a great help, and I think we get to to bring a lot of stuff to light that uh, that people will kind of relate to, and we appreciate your time this morning. Hey, it's Watson. Dana Watson. I got the Watson part like right. Bond, James Bond. Ah, Watson. <laughs> Dana Watson. I like that. <laughs> Dana Watson. Dr. Dana Watson. I'm going to have to work on that. Uh, Families in Counseling Service. Always great talking to you, my friend. Have a great week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Families Inc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, we're joined this morning 
by Sarah Munoz. She is the queen of athletics at Arkansas State University. <laughs> I <Sarah>. wish. <laughs> How are you feeling this morning? I'm doing good. How are you all? Hey, we're doing all right. We're a little bit late calling you. Sorry about that. It's Kelly's fault. Okay. It's okay. Do you accept her apology? Of course. It's Wednesday. No big deal. Yeah. So, hey, tomorrow night, uh, Helmets and Heels is going on. And I think I was there for maybe the first one, if not the second one. I've had the chance to be a part of this for a lot of years. And literally, the thing I enjoy about it is uh, there's like hundreds of women and like uh, just a few guys. Yes, it is exactly that. And it's great. So much fun. No, and it's it's the girls' chance to get out and celebrate Arkansas State football. And, and really, it's the girls' chance to get away from their husbands and their kids. Yes, 100%. There's good good snacks, good hors d'oeuvres, good drinks, music, uh, excellent shopping from 13-plus local vendors. So it's a really, really fun evening. Let's talk to the people who maybe maybe there's somebody who's never been to a Helmets and Heels. Let's sell them on it. And then there's also going to be people who maybe they went when it was in a different location. Uh, you guys have completely reimagined what Helmets and Heels looks like for 2022. Yes, we have. Well, we have made some changes for this coming year. A handful of years ago, when this beautiful facility was built at the football stadium, they moved helmets and heels into the club level. And it's a really good opportunity to, if you don't normally sit there on game day, it's a really fun environment to experience. And not even in a normal game day setting, you know, you get to be there with your friends, mom, mother in law, you know, coworkers, if you guys have close friends like that. Um, so it's just, it's a fun space to have it. And then we do all of the vendors up on the second level, which is the suite level. Um, and so they all kind of get their own little suite for their, um, store and they come and bring any of their game day gear, their red and black tailgating items, name it. So, um, it's going to be a lot of fun. And then this year we've, we've kind of altered the seating arrangements and moved where the stage is going to be. So it's, it's along the middle of all the seating areas, so everybody's going to be real close to the action. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun in here, and I've been to it 10 years ago when it started, and it, it's definitely evolved over the years, and, <laughs> and we've had a good event going. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that because, you know, was it 10 years ago when it first started? That's crazy. Yes. This wow. is the 10th annual. I When I say annual, though, I believe there's a, probably an asterisk in there for – the year we didn't have it for yeah. COVID related reasons. So that's so crazy though, because early on, you know, the vision was, Hey, let's do something to bring the women out. And it was very, um, golly, I don't know. I guess the best way to say it was, it was football stats and data heavy, right? It was a lot of details. Uh, and now the way it's evolved is, Hey, yeah, we're going to have some fun and we're going to talk a state football, but the most important part is just to get out there and have a good time and get to know these coaches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're going to do. There, you will meet the coaches, you will meet their spouses, uh, you'll get to see a little bit of the personality of the coaches. Uh, we get to play a fun game with some of our coaches and their spouses. So nothing like a little competition between coaches and their wives. I'm not sure who's going to be more competitive. Oh my goodness. Uh, I guarantee wives. you the wives are going to be more competitive. I know the wives. 100%. So can we talk about the game? Because like, legitimately, I, I get to be a part of this and kind of get to be the host, MC, master of ceremonies, whatever you want to say. Uh, I get to do that. But literally, I don't even know what's on the rundown. Like, What kind of craziness have you dragged me into? So you 
I'll do some of the general introduction of videos, but our coaches and our wives are going to play a friendly little game of Family Feud. And those of you that have watched Family Feud, it can get pretty intense. (laughs) So we we have researched and uh, found some questions that we will get to ask. And I'm sure those of you that have watched Family Feud, it can be PG and it can be, you know, I'm sure a little inappropriate at times. Um, so we're going to try to keep it somewhere in the middle, a little funny and <laughs> fun. But uh, uh, yes, it'll be, we're going to do three questions. So you've got single points, double points. Third question is triple points. So if, you know, Ooh. the guys lose the first two questions, they still have a chance on that third one. Um, but it'll be a lot of fun. So bring so, out your best Steve Harvey. I was going to say, so I get to be, I get to be Steve Harvey because I watch that every night with Leslie. I'm your man, Steve Harvey. We got another good game coming up tonight. <laughs> We got these two families coming. What? That's how I'm going to do it. I'll do better than that. Though. I'll okay, practice. Good. I'll Please. watch some more family feuds. So that's happening tomorrow night. Uh, a lot of times as we get right toward the event, you know, we start to worry the tickets are going to be gone because a lot of ladies, again, that they know they get to leave the husband at home. They get to leave the kids at home. They get to go out and kind of uh, meet that sorority of, of A-State football fans and just have a lot of fun um, and celebrate football and just being together. Uh, are there still ways that people can get tickets like last minute tickets? I think we lost her. Maybe she'll come back. Uh, it's A-State Helmets and Heels. It's going to happen tomorrow oh, night. I hit the, oh, I'm sorry. Are. I hit the mute button. <laughs> no, you're good. Okay, so back. <laughs> can people still get tickets? Yes, there there are limited tickets available. So if you're wanting to attend, I would get in today before we get to tomorrow and there's nothing left. So. All right. So how can they get those tickets? You can give us a call at 870-972-2401 or you can visit our social media pages have a direct link to signing up online where it's also available inside the press release on our website. So what time does it open for the shopping? The doors will open at 5 p.m. and that allows two and a half hours for all of the guests to shop and mingle and grab some drinks and some snacks, which will all be up on the second floor of the tower. And then at 7.30, the program will begin and we'll get to check out some uniforms, meet the coaches, play that fun game we just talked about. So it'll be a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. I promise you, if you go there, if you're a female and you want to go to this, or maybe you've never been before, it's going to be fun. We're going to make it fun. And we're going to carve out about 30 minutes of time for me to do the roast of Butch okay, Jones. Okay, that's not I'm going, going to, to roast him. I am going to roast him publicly. He'll take you out. No, he won't. Yes, he will. Barb Jones has given me stuff to She'll say about Butch. <laughs> I know she'll take you out. Sarah, we look forward to it, and we'll you see you tomorrow. You want to be invited back to this? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> I guess I have to be on my best behavior. They've already banned you from their house. <laughs> oh, okay. See, that's a sore subject. We'll, we'll discuss that tomorrow night on stage when I roast them. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, goodness. Sarah, we'll see you tomorrow. It looks like it's going to be a bunch of fun. Yes, yeah, sounds good. See y'all. All right. It's A-State Helmets and Heels that happens tomorrow night. And again, you can find out more on all of the A-State platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care in Jonesboro, back with Wet Nose Wednesday. Dr. Reed, good morning, my friend. How are you? Hey, good morning to y'all. Doing what, great. Do you have breakfast yet? No, I don't eat breakfast. What, what time's your lunch then? Uh, you know, 12, 30 or so. And we, usually it's just a light lunch. And then I don't eat 
dinner usually. So, Kevin, what do you How do? How are you alive? You have to have nutrition. <laughs> uh, well, I just I'm not hungry in the morning, and you know if I eat lunch, I'm usually not hungry at night. So, oh my goodness. So, what's your lunch consist of? Because I've never really thought about like what does Kevin Reed eat in a day. <laughs> It just depends. Um, the other day, let's see, when was it? Monday, actually. We had I had some uh, uh, fish and chips, which was very good. Ooh, gosh, I love that. Where'd you get that? Uh, that one actually came from Captain D's. Okay, is it pretty good? It was good, really, really good. Yeah, I do like that. That's kind of a random thing. Do you, do you remember when there was? A, I can't remember what the name of the rest. It might have been A and W. Do they have catfish at A and W, or was it A and W Long John Silver's? Maybe that was it. Long John Silver's. Yeah. Okay, so Long John Silver's over on uh, Caraway, actually. So, do you remember how they would have like a vinegar, like a malt vinegar type sauce? Yeah, I actually had that on my fish uh, Monday. It's very good. I like it. It gives it a good flavor. Oh my gosh, you're going to make me want that. That is good. So, uh, hey, I wanted to ask you something about. Uh, you know, I have a, a favorite dog, as we've discussed before. It's my new dog, Murphy Lee. What the hook going to be? Mm. Uh oh, I don't need no Murphy hook on this beat. <laughs> He's my Cavapoo. But I started, I told Leslie the other night that I wanted to start calling him something even more obnoxious just to get on her nerves and Kai's nerves. So I started mm-hmm. calling no, Murphy. Happening. I started calling Murphy Mr. Perfect mm. uh, because I think he's pretty much perfect. Uh, and I, oh, well, that, yeah, there's a wrestler named that, wasn't there? Exactly. So I, I thought oh. it was kind of fitting. You know, this is the perfect dog. But I've noticed that when I say Mr. Perfect, he starts to come to that as well. So it makes me wonder. Like, do dogs understand their names based on on the actual words, or is it just the ending sound that they understand? I think they. I think it's a little of both. But I think uh, you know they they just the inflection of your voice and the tone. I think they really kind of key in on that. Okay, that's what He's I kind of saying figured. that Murphy Lee is not as smart as you think he is. So so <laughs> <laughs> so like me saying. Hey, buddy. Hey, Murphy. Murphy Lee, come here, buddy. He he hears that, but I could really be saying anything as long as it kind of yeah. ended this with the same sound. I think if it's kind of in that tone, yeah. I think they understand that means, you know, they're either going to get some attention or a treat or whatever the end result of that is. Isn't that kind of interesting? Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, and we were talking about all the nicknames that we have for our dogs, you know, because mine's Murphy Lee, what the hook going to be, all that different stuff. Mr. Perfect, I call him Murphy's Burrow sometimes, I call him Murph and Turf sometimes. Um, so I have all these crazy nicknames, but it's not my dog's official name. When I told my wife the name of your small dog, she thought I was joking. <laughs> yeah, no, that's no joke. That's no joke. So it's a chihuahua, right? Mm-hmm. The Chihuahua. Her official name was uh, Tiny Dancer, and that that morphed into Baby Doodoo. Hmm. So now she's the Doodoo or Duty or Duty dot com. I call her Duty dot com sometimes. <laughs> why? Why did you land on Baby Doodoo? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Kevin, did this happen uh, after a late uh, night? Like, was it a late weekend night? Uh, I think it was, yeah. I mean, just uh, you know, I started calling her baby, and then just doo doo kind of, you know, it's one of those terms like you were talking about. She answers to that. You say baby doo doo, and she starts wagging her tail and comes to you. <laughs> so when you have a guest over for the first time, and they're like, "Hey, what's your dog's name?" How does that conversation go? I usually, uh, you know, give her nickname, baby doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> but I think people might think you're joking. 
<laughs> yeah, I think a lot of them do, but no, that's what she's called every day. All right. Do you have nicknames for your other pets? Uh, you know, I've got a cat named Peg Leggy Sue, and um, <laughs> oh. she goes by Baby Cat usually. Wait, so a theme. the the nickname, no, the real name is what? Peg Leggy Sue. Where did that come from? Like Peggy Sue. Well, she was a little kitten. Uh, when was that? A year or two years ago. Somebody found she was about six weeks old, and somebody found her, and she actually had a broken broken leg or humerus, uh, the uh, you know between the shoulder and the elbow. It was broken right above the elbow, and she was only six weeks old. Oh. And I just put a kind of a padded bandage type on it for a couple weeks. And uh, it was right in the joint. And I thought, this cat's going to have arthritis from now on, not be able to use that joint. But, you know, being a young cat, um, you know, the old adage is in a cat with a broken leg, if you can uh, keep all the bones in the same room, it's going to heal. So um, we bandaged it up and uh, took it off in two weeks and she was using it and she's got you know you noticeable very slight limp on her left front leg and when she lays down she kind of holds that left leg out in front of her but it's amazing you know the joint is freely movable and um, you know they're pretty amazing when it comes to their healing uh, you know healing powers so so she became peg leggy sue (laughs) what do you call patty um, I can't say that on here. <laughs> oh I'm just going to say, if he has all these creative names, you know he's got something for her. <laughs> I'll yeah, tell Brandon got, what you, you know, call him later. Uh, her name's Snooky, and uh, when we had another dog with Snooky, somebody wanted to call her Wow, and that never took. But uh, Snooky is now Snookerdoodle. Usually I call her Snookerdoodle. Snookerdoodle, Snooky. Uh, and Kelly, you call your dogs what? Uh, Bonezer and Pozzarella. Bonezer and Pozzarella. Why do we pick a name, Kevin, and then call them something different? Is that confusing to the poor animal? I think they kind of key in on it. You know, they, they, you know, I think they like a, like a little pet name, so to speak. And, you know, and that reminds me this uh, Sunday, I happened to be in the back of the clinic. I heard this dog, these two dogs screaming as they were leaving from boarding pickup. And I looked out, went up to the front, looked out the window and it was Kelly picking up her two dogs, Bonzer okay. uh, <laughs> and Pozzarelli, and they were just like, they had their brakes on. She was dragging them by the leash. They didn't want to leave. Okay. <laughs> it's always a fun time next door at Vet Care. And again, uh, it's right there on Parker Road in Jonesboro. He is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of Arkansas's morning show with Brandon and Kelly. Dr. Kevin Reed with Wet Nose Wednesday. Find out more about vet care at vet-care.com. And on Facebook, it's facebook.com slash vetcarejonesboro. Dr. Reed, as always, have a great day. And text me Patty's nickname, okay? Uh-uh. I will do that. I will do that. All <laughs> right, we'll so talk to you next weird. week. See you next week. It's the K-Fun <laughs> Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm glad he didn't say that on the radio. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Jerrica Fox with the American Red Cross, who I believe, if my information is right, is about to get on a plane. Jerrica, is that right? That's right. That's right. Headed out for vacation. So do you have a, who, who's going with you? Family, um, a family affair. I have a family that live in um, Colorado and Utah, so just going out to with family to visit more family. 
So what do you do in Colorado in the summer? So whitewater rafting. We're going to go mm-hmm. skydiving in the morning over mm-hmm. uh, Arches National Park. Um, hiking. All the fun outdoor things. So you're actually going to jump out of a plane? I am. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Wait, so wow. you've done this before? I have. I have. What goes, because Kelly's done this too. Mm-hmm. Kelly, Just um, once, though. Yeah. What goes through your brain as you're going up in that plane and about to jump out? You know, honestly, my mom and sister are going to jump with me tomorrow for the first time. And I, I say that, you know, the worst part for me is that plane ride up. You know, just mentally preparing myself for the jump, and you know, once once your feet come outside of that airplane and you <laughs> you jump, oh. the rest your body just kind of your mind takes over. It's the most freeing experience ever. Golly, see, to me, I'm terrified. I've watched videos like one of my cousins. He jumped out of a plane, and they did the whole video of it. And I'm watching his face and the way his face is contorted, and I'm listening to him scream and flip and all this kind of stuff, and. But he, he described it to me and basically said, in those moments, it all happens so fast, you don't even realize what your body's doing. That's exactly right. Wow. So you have big plans. <laughs> you have some pretty big plans. That's right. That's right. All right. So as you're, which airport are you going to? St. Louis. Okay. So I guess uh, my typical morning uh, airport routine would be to go through somewhere and have a Bloody Mary and maybe <laughs> one one beer before the flight. Would you do that? I'm game for the Bloody Mary. I don't know about the beer, but I'll okay. I'll take you up on the Bloody Mary. I've had four Bloody Marys already this morning. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of blood, we have the <laughs> what an awkward transition. Yeah, that, <laughs> <this is> <laughs> uh, we have a big deal coming up uh, that kicks off tomorrow. It's tomorrow and Friday at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center, uh, and it's the St. Louis Cardinals Blood Drive. It's the Time to Fly Blood Drive. We do this uh, just about every year. Uh, I think maybe the pandemic might have messed us up one year but it's the cardinals kjnb the american red cross and kfine and this is a big blood drive because there is still a need for blood in arkansas that's correct um we're in in dire need of o donors so o positive o negative if you're one of those blood types we really encourage you to come out um o positive can give to all positive blood types so it's one of the most used um blood types out there and o negative is used most in our um, hospitals and emergency rooms so any emergency that comes in, they don't have to figure out a blood type. They can give O negative, and it can save someone's life. Let's talk about that. Uh, in situations where blood is needed, what are we typically seeing? Because you know, we, we, we hear that we want to have a great blood supply at hospitals and places like that where people might need it. But what are the most common occurrences where somebody's going to need uh, you know, a blood donation? Sure. So we're seeing a lot um, right now with um, cancer patients. Um, you know, they, they lose blood sometimes through their chemo treatments. And so it is, um, they'll, they'll sometimes need weekly um, to monthly blood transfusions. We also see in order for a major surgery to take place, they have to have a supply on hand, depending on that surgery of X amount of units. If those units aren't there, that surgery can't be scheduled. So accidents, natural disasters, things of that nature. Like if, if something were to happen like that, boom, so nobody plans to need blood. That's but, right. But we want right. to know that if we were to be in a situation where we needed it, that the hospitals had it. That's right. Right now we're, you know, we're at a state, what we consider a stable blood supply other than our O um, donations. However, like we discussed off air, you know, it can take a tornado, a flood, um, a hurricane, a uh, Unfortunately, the, the horrific 
shootings in Texas. Yeah. It just takes something, you know, very, very tragic. Um, and, and we need more than the traditional supply. No, and you're thinking about, hey, there's childbirth, there's an auto accident, there's a kid who fell in and hurt themselves. Uh, we want to make sure the blood supply is there, and that's why we team up with the American Red Cross and the St. Louis Cardinals and KJNB to do this event every year. Again, it's going to happen tomorrow and on Friday from noon until 5 at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. Tell me about these t-shirts, because I know people love t-shirts. That's right. So every donor um, that comes out tomorrow while supplies last will receive a St. Louis Cardinals blood drive t-shirt. Um, This year is very similar to last year. Um, It looks like it is a baseball being thrown, and um, the wind off the back of that ball um, kind of forms into a a blood drop. So they're really fun, really really cute design this year from the Cardinals. So if people want to uh, schedule an appointment, I know you recommend people scheduling that way. They can kind of plan their day uh, around that. How can they schedule those appointments? Sure. If you have the Red Cross blood donor app, I encourage you to go to that. You can type in EAB and that'll take you straight to our blood drive. If, if not, you can go to redcrossblood.org, type in the sponsor code EAB, or always give us a call at 1-800-RED-CROSS. Excellent. Again, it happens tomorrow and Friday at the Embassy Suites Red Wolf Convention Center. It's Kay Fine's Time to Fly St. Louis Cardinals Blood Drive with the American Red Cross. And Jerrica, thanks for talking to us right before your flight and enjoy your vacation. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. You too. Jerrica Fox on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's podcast, you'll hear all of our guests on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families, Inc. We actually, we had a guest this morning, Julie Johnson, who when we were talking to her Mm -hmm. live from her farm in Cave City, her cows were talking. It was pretty awesome. They're basically being begged, or they're begging her to be fed. Yeah, they're hungry, yeah. and she's on the radio with us. We <laughs> talked to Jerrica Fox from the American Red Cross, who's about to jump out of a plane. Yes, <laughs> tomorrow morning. What's happening with I people? Know. Dr. Shane Spites, his daughter gets married this weekend. Mm-hmm. I suggested some first dance songs. Yeah, Yes, you did. Actually, they were pretty good, too. Dr. Dana Watson was on as well. We talk about anxiety and depression, because there are differences between those We chatted with her. Sarah Munoz got a set for Helmets and Heels for A-State football and the roast of Butch Jones, which is going to happen as part of that. (laughs) Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. We talked about doo-doo and stuff like that. I I think, no, it was his his dog's nickname is Baby. Baby doo-doo. Okay, well, maybe you should say the whole nickname instead of just that. That's what I said. Okay. So anyway, you can check it all out on the podcast. It's the Arkansas's Morning Show with Brandon and Kelly podcast. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? So You Think You Can Dance is on. The third season premiere of High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney Plus, and Maren Morris will be on Seth Meyers. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Arkansas's Morning Show.